You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 50 of the Sports Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Sports. We are 50, not 50 years old, 50 weeks old. <laughs> Been doing this for almost a year, guys. I'm your host, Chet. I've got Wade and Tyler with me. We had Jacob for a minute, and then we had some technical difficulties, and then Jacob left to go eat dinner, and now we're back and rolling. He's got work tomorrow. We just said, you know what, we're going to do the show. Jacob, we'll have you on episode 51, maybe, if you ever <laughs> come back back to us. Um, how are y'all doing, Wade? Back from the Bahamas, Bahama That's man, right. post-wedding. It's been a while since we've had a show together. Yeah, it's uh, no coincidence that you didn't live stream the episode where I'm tan and looking fresh and you're clean shaven and looking like a baby. But um, I'm back from the Bahamas and the Keys and had a great time. These two guys came to my wedding and got turned up and um, made it a lot of fun. So uh, we had our spring break, if you will, and now we're back to it. Yeah, back to work. I wouldn't say I got two turned up as the kids say i did have a 6 a.m flight the next morning where my bags did not get on the plane with me because the new orleans airport the brand new fancy you know supposed to be all high tech their conveyor belt wasn't working and nobody's bags got on the plane they just took off without them so wait good thing you didn't fly good thing you got on a cruise uh that's right uh, i think you would have been pretty uh, upset fortuitous yeah so uh, but uh, nevertheless, it was a fun time. Good to see all of y'all in person. Tyler, I forgot your Piper golf balls. I'm sorry. That was your one play. job. Like, come on. I like, I hyped you up all that. And I didn't even get my Piper golf balls. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, when I come down to watch our number one, hopefully still number one, Tigers take on, I think, Alabama is who they were playing that weekend. Uh, but – Nevertheless, uh, wait, you mentioned clean shaven. I went to the driving range yesterday and I got like sun all on my arms and my neck. And I was like, man, it's been like three years since I've shaved my beard. I don't know what my face looks like underneath. Let's give it a shave and try to get some sun. And as you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, it's uh, it's pretty white. My cheeks are redder than my face. So uh, hopefully we can get that that tanned out and get going. Uh, I mean, Tyler's got more of a beard than me now. And I used to have the, the, the fullest one in college. So, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna rearrange the show a little bit tonight. We're gonna start with the dog of the week because I've been forgetting it, uh, and so we're gonna go ahead and start with the dog of the week. But before we start with it, we gotta tell you who it's brought to you by. And this week's dog of the week is brought to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Live sports are great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. And I have an opportunity to go to the LSU women's Final Four game up in Dallas. Pretty, it's pretty cheap tickets for a Final Four matchup. And that's where our friends at Siki come in. They can help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Shout out loyal listener Lyndon. He used SeatGeek to get a uh, comedy show ticket. Hope he had a fun time. And now you can save with the promo code BELLYUPSPORTS. 
Visit SeatGeek.com in our promo code at checkout. That's Belly Up Sports, all caps. Um, you save twenty dollars off your your first purchase. So I might I might go attend the the Women's March Madness Final Four game on Friday. It's only like two hours away. I mean, I can you get twenty dollars off for us. Yeah, yeah. got to see Kim Mulkey and her fancy outfits and everything. So uh, we'll see what she wears. But just remember, SeatGeek, Life's at Events, we have the tickets. So without further ado, we're going to go straight back to our dog of the week. And here we go. <laughs> who got that dog in them brought to you by SeatGeek Week 50? Tyler, who got that dog in them? Yeah, speaking of women who's hoops, uh, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Iowa's Caitlin Clark. She got that dog in her 41 points, another triple-double uh, for her. She's a stud, uh, 10 rebounds, and also 12 assists as Iowa moves on to the Final Four. They'll take on South Carolina. South Carolina just got a victory over Maryland. Have another game going on, Virginia Tech and Ohio State right now, so we'll know who's uh, in the final four leading up to the Friday games. But Caitlin Clark out of Iowa, got that dog in him. That was an insane performance. I think she was the only player um, in men's and women's March Madness this year to put up 40 and have a – what, she have a double-double? Yeah, triple-double, 40, triple 10, double. and 12. Right. You just said it. I, I, I wasn't paying attention. I was trying to look up my dog of the week. <laughs> <laughs> look up his stat line. Wait, what's your dog of the week? All right, I'm going to stick on the – the hardwood as well, but on the men's side, I'm going to go with Miami uh, basketball player who had a very impressive game in the defeat over Texas, Jordan Miller, um, or the victory over Texas, rather. He was perfect on the day, 7 for 7 on his field goal attempts and 13 for 13 from the free throw stripe, uh, making it count. Down the stretch as the uh, Hurricanes continued their big run in March Madness, usually that would be the underdog story, a five seed making it to the final four, but they're probably one of the favorites to win it all now. And um, Jordan Miller is a big part of that. But uh, you got to gotta make your free throws when it counts. I mean, look at the LSU women's game. They yep. won off of some missed uh, free throws. So to be absolutely perfect on the big stage in the lead eight, Jordan Miller got that dog in him. I mean, for the women's game, at one point, Angel Reese was 0 for 7, but she had half the team's points because of all the free throws she had made. Right. So free throws, free throws win you games. Uh, my dog of the week is taking it off the hardwood, going on to the diamond. We've got uh, LSU's pitcher, their Saturday guy, Ty Floyd. He started off a little rough, um, let up two runs in the first inning, big home run uh, to the three-hole hitter, hit three guys, Walk two. I was like, get him out of here. The dude shouldn't even be on the diamond. Well, he proved me wrong because he then proceeded to retire eight of the next nine batters with seven strikeouts. Um, my eyes, that is the definition of a dog in them. So we got Paul Skeens on Friday nights, and now we got Ty Floyd battling it out there um, on Saturdays. I'm feeling good. Ty Floyd's my dog of the week. We'll find out, Jacob. We'll throw the Twitter uh, poll up there, and uh, we'll see what the listeners think. So, I mentioned LSU baseball. Of course, we got to jump right into it. Wade, you missed half the games because you were somewhere in the <laughs> Western was Island. Time. I was actually getting uh, alerts through the app because we were connected to the 
Carnival Wi-Fi, but didn't subscribe to it, but we could still get push notifications. So I couldn't read any articles. I couldn't check a box score, but I could get a score. And um, if y'all sent me a short tweet and it was enough that I could get the context out of the notification, I knew what was going on as well. <laughs> could you get Could you get our messages? You just couldn't respond to them? Like I, uh, I couldn't get messages, but I if y'all sent like um, links to articles, those came through. So gotcha. Well, we should have we should have started a GoFundMe account for you to get you that that Carnival Cruise uh, Wi-Fi, so you could have had it all week stay in. We did give in on the last day, but <laughs> <laughs> you had enough of each other, and it was time to to try to get back in tap with reality. Well, I'll break it down for you. Um, on Friday, the game got pushed from six o'clock to twelve thirty due to rain. I don't think it rained a drop the entire weekend. Um, Sunday's games, they had a doubleheader on Saturday because it was supposed to be a torrential downfall. Nicest day Baton Rouge has seen all year is, is what I'm being told from boots on the ground. Um, Friday was a pitcher's duel. Paul Skeen had like 12 strikeouts. Arkansas's pitcher had, I think, 10. 1-0 uh, going to the bottom of the eighth. And our boy, uh, Tyler, remind me the catcher's name. Brady Neal. Brady Neal. Got it. Brady Neal hits a, hits a home run to tie it. Freshman. Stepping up big, uh, go 1-1, bottom of the ninth. We got bases loaded. Trey Morgan up the bat, two outs. Everybody thinks he's going to get a base hit. He does not. We go into extras, and then Arkansas puts up a nine spot in the 10th inning. So that wasn't good for us. Um, yeah, that was a weird one on the uh, push notifications because I got the notification that said 1-1, to and then I came back from the pool, and it said Arkansas final, like 10-1, to and I was <laughs> a little confused how that happened. <laughs> Yeah, it uh Tyler, what do you think happened to the Tigers in the tenth inning? They just I think they were exhausted at that point. Yeah, I think the wheels uh fell off. Uh, I think like you mentioned, uh they really lost that game. Uh could have really had a sweep if you look back on the weekend. You look back uh after that Brady Neal home run, uh LSU was able to to load the bases up and you had Trey Morgan come up, uh but as always, I mean, it feels like this uh, LSU team uh, this weekend at times uh, couldn't come through uh, with the bases loaded. Uh, obviously, on, on Saturday, Tommy Tanks was able to, to deliver a grand slam, which I'm sure that you'll get to. Uh, but, yeah, you got to give credit uh, to Arkansas's pitching staff. You got uh, two really good lefties. Uh, Hagen Smith was a guy that started in their Friday. Was their Friday? Uh, he was Friday a starter. Yeah. He was a problem. He had some filthy stuff. Uh, same with the, the starter as well. He was a guy, I think he's a freshman or a sophomore, uh, but he got in and he really was very phenomenal in that one. Uh, but like you mentioned, uh, Christian Little, once again, uh, you got to give some question marks to him. He was supposed to be your guy uh, going forward, uh, but it's looking like uh, Garrett Edwards. Uh, he really had a good outing. He had a couple of pitches in game two and also really shut down the side in game number three yeah you you mentioned it little came in to close the game and he ended up letting up like i think a home run and then a couple yeah. base knocks um he's starting uh tuesday versus grambling uh the show will come out wednesday but um it's interesting to see what they're trying to do with him garrett edwards though saturday we'll get into it lsu just came out of the out of the gate on saturday firing I mean, Arkansas took an early 2-0 lead, actually, in both games, two and three, and then the Tigers' bats came alive, outscored them 26-7. to So, wait, you missed some home run fest. Dylan uh, Cruz yeah, home run in like every it. game. I think Cruz was uh, 
15 for 18 or 13 for 16, something along those lines. An insane number. He's hitting like Homer five ever game. on the year. That's insane. Yeah. He had uh, one game, I think on Friday, he had two strikeouts, and his batting average was still above 500. So that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, he, Him and Paul Skeens earned, uh, what you call it, National Player of the Week honors. But Tigers came out firing. Scored outscored Arkansas 26 to 7. Run ruled them first game, almost run ruled them second game. Still at number one in the country. We got a big matchup in the box. Uh, this on Thursday, got Tennessee coming to town. Tennessee swept AM, but they got swept last week against Missouri. So, uh, I mean, what are you wait? Are you going to catch the game? You got tickets? You spent uh, to get in the stadium. I have not secured tickets yet. I was trying to get back and figure out my work schedule when I'll be going down to. Homa in Tyler's country. So it might allow for the opportunity for the Thursday game. Uh, I feel like that'd be the easiest one to get tickets for with, you know, most people having to come in from out of town. So stay tuned. That'll be an off the air discussion, but um, <laughs> it looks like I'm going to Homa on Wednesday and potentially Friday. So if I was going oh, Thursday, it wasn't really going to work, but uh, the weather Weather helped me out a little bit. So, <laughs> well, rumor has it the Honey Badger is going to be at the baseball game on Thursday. So maybe, maybe you can hit him up on Twitter and see if he can give you some tickets. I know you and him have a close relationship. Hey, I tried reaching out to him to get me a little Super Bowl bonus when I correctly predicted the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl by the exact score. Didn't get any replies, but it's okay. Still love the Honey Badger. Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you going to make it to the game this weekend? I don't know. Uh, I'm lo- I've been looking at the ticket prices, uh, and they're definitely up there. This is probably going to be the biggest uh, home series, you know. And I know that Tennessee, like you mentioned, uh, they got swept in their first SEC series, but they're looking like their true sales uh, beat a really good uh, Texas A&M team. Uh, this is probably going to be the best pitching staff that LSU is going to face uh, all season. I mean, they got Chase Dolander, they got Burns on Saturday, and they got a, a guy on Sunday that can really not knock the lights out of you. So I trust in Skeens if if Paul Skeens can get the win. But after that, we saw a little shakiness uh, from Ty Floyd and especially Thatcher Hurd. Yeah, I don't know what wrong. got into Thatcher Hurd, uh, but you can't get down early to this Tennessee team because they also have a really good offense. Uh, but if I had to pick right now, I do think that with LSU, the way that they're coming off, I mean, they just put a almost run rule, a really good Arkansas team uh, in both games. So, I think Number that this country, team, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah this team is Tennessee really firing. And I think that this team is also going to be motivated because Tennessee has had uh, LSU's number as a blade uh, in that one season. It was Paul Venere's uh, last uh, coaching season. Uh, Tennessee went 6-0. and uh, They had a series. Uh, Tennessee swept them, and then they also faced off in the Supers, and then Tennessee swept them as well. So there's a little bit of bad blood in this series. Uh, so I think that LSU is going to get the job done. I think that they take the series two to one this weekend. I'm with you on that one, especially with it being an Alex box. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interested, I'm interested to see how we do game one with Do facing Dolander. Is he a righty or a lefty? I can't remember. I think he's a righty. If he's a righty, we'll be okay. Because uh, <laughs> history tells when we played Arkansas, that lefty had our number. Uh, I don't know. The last time we faced them, uh, it was uh, the SEC tournament. Devilander uh, was on the mound, and we we struggled against them. I think he struck out uh, Dylan Cruz a couple of times. So it's going to be a pitching battle for sure. I got faith in our boys. I mean, 
this has got to be one of the most outlandish offenses in, in LSU history. I was thinking about it today. I mean, this is like gorilla. They go up there and play gorilla ball. It's just like hit the ball as far as you can. I mean, you got the, the atmosphere of Alex Box, bases loaded. The whole stadium is chanting, Tommy, Tommy. You got full count, two outs, and the dude puts one like 440 over the center field wall. <laughs> Like it was in, I mean, he nuked it. And then a couple innings before, Trey uh, Trey Morgan hit an absolute missile over the right field wall. And wait, he bat flipped, like threw the bat into the dugout, pounded his chest, stomped <laughs> on the plate, and the umpire pulled him aside. He's like, hey, you can't do that anymore. And then Jay Johnson went out there and had to talk to the umpire. They gave us a warning. But I mean, uh-huh. the umpire yeah, really, was being a I can't think of a better offensive duo in college baseball since potentially Pete Alonzo and Mike Zanino back in Florida. I mean, those guys instilled fear in, uh, you know, all SEC fans. I was more of a rock fan at the time and um, South Carolina had just come off the two college world series in Florida, putting an end to the run with those two guys. Uh, they were very tough outs, a lot of power. So yep. that's kind of what you're seeing with, with Cruz and, and Tommy white, but the, Big difference is having Paul Skeens, who's probably going to be the number two pick in the draft, throwing. He you may know, be number one. It's going to be tough for the. You reached uh, one hundred two on on their first game against Arkansas. Well, then that will make the Washington yeah. Nationals very happy either way because they have the number two pick, so they either get Cruz or Skeens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the it's really you got to look at it and say, okay, Cruz, I think is probably the best player in baseball right now. Um, just from a statistic wise, he leads every category besides like OPS. I don't even know what OPS means. Okay, well, it doesn't need so home matter. runs, but I mean, it's not not to any fault. Yeah, uh, That's he has like Jack, 10. Jack Leon leads it. He what he has like 15, 16 home runs. He had a yeah, couple and, against Ole Miss this weekend, too. I think it's yeah, and, Cru- and Cruz has 10, like it. Cruz leads 10 is doubles, on record pace. Batting, batting average, like. I mean, on base percentage, the man has 24 walks and he's batting 550 or something. Yeah, his on base percentage is probably in the It's over 500. I'm not sure the exact, but I think it's like 530, 540. But that's so insane. I mean, I know that the commentators are bringing up Rafe Rhymes' season a couple of years back. Uh, Rhymes was batting around like 421 at this time, but. Cruz, I think, is on another level, and I ask this mm-hmm. question. I think that this is no guarantee. Dylan Cruz is the best player to ever walk on this campus and to put on this LSU baseball uniform. Now, I know that a lot of LSU baseball fans are going to say there's a lot of people, you know, everybody loves Warren Morris for his walk-off yep. home run to win the national championship. Big McDonald was a solid pitcher. Everybody's going to, you know, in the modern era, you have Mikey Matuk, you have Alex Bregman, of course. You got guys like Mason Katz and yeah. all that. But Dylan Cruz, every year, it's just like he's getting better and better and better in his plate discipline heading into this season. It's like he doesn't swing at, like, off-speed pitches like he did last year. I mean, by far, he's my pick for SEC Player of the Year, and it's not even close. The Florida guy is probably the closest one. He's sitting 420 and has 15 home runs. Isn't he a freshman? I mean, yeah, he is a freshman, Uh, but – just look at LSU's schedule and what like is going to happen. I just don't really see this average going down anymore. If you know, if he hit has another like eight for thirteen weekend against Tennessee, then you might as well just hand him the trophy because I think that 
if you looked at LSU's schedule, it's very, uh, you know, top heavy. They already face A&M. They face Arkansas, Tennessee. They go to, at South Carolina, a team that's 6-0 and in the SEC right now. Then you face Kentucky, who also has, uh, you know, a good SEC record. And then after that, I think the schedule really sets up nicely. You have Alabama. You have Mississippi State. Boy, look at Mississippi State. That program is really going down the drain. And then you have Ole In Miss. In the dumpster. And then Auburn as well. So I think that if LSU can win this series this weekend against Tennessee, they're going to be really set up uh, to be a national seed and win the West. So I'm looking at Cruz's stats. He's currently batting 531. Okay. <laughs> so insane. He's struck out 12 times, walked 26. And he's got um, 32 RBIs, nine home runs, 10 doubles, um, and 43 hits. I don't know what TB means. Total bases. Total bases. He's got 80 total bases. Whatever, if you want to well, that's, talk about that's that. Half of them come 20, from the homers. and then Yeah, they're out yeah, in the bases. You get four. <laughs> 24 games played. And he's, he's only topped five at-bats. Three times. First game he had six, and then the beginning of, uh, against Arkansas he had five, and Butler he had five. So it's not like he's getting up there five. It's normally three, four, four times a game. Yeah, he's reached I base mean. in every game that LSU's played as well. Yeah, yeah, I think his own um, base percentage must be in like the six or seven hundreds. Yeah, it's point six five eight. Oh, batting average point five three one, and slugging. I don't know what slugging means either. Uh, I guess that's what is slugging. Slugging is a measure of hard hit balls, so you get more points. He's got a lot of them. And Point nine eight eight is what his yeah. slugging percentage is. That's I feel like every ball he hit is at least a hundred exit velocity. I mean, the homer that he had this week was one ten, and then four forty. I think it was like four forty six. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're girl um, over here about Dylan Cruz, but it's for a good reason <laughs> because we Tyler and I have been watching LSU baseball for a long time. Uh, Especially this weekend, we were doing lives. some live. Chet was doing some live tweeting updates uh, on the the first uh, the game, the Saturday game, and it, it got we got down early. Uh, them bats were hot. <laughs> I tweeted out at one point, take a shot for every time LSU leaves a runner on base, <laughs> and Tyler was like, "We we'd be hammered by the third inning," and then they must yeah, have heard me because there was no more runners left on base. I don't think they left any more runners on base the whole entire day. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to look, uh, you know, we're talking about Dylan Cruz and his magnificence setting records. Paul Skeens, I'm pretty sure, is on pace to set the, the strikeout record for a season. Oh, I take that back. He's, uh, I'm trying to, where's his total strikeouts here? It's like. He's had double digits in every start. Yeah. Uh, where is Case Pitching career. Uh, 59 so far. In the season, um, you got Ben McDonald who had 210, if I remember correctly, and then you had a guy back in the 80s who had like 240, so that's probably not going to happen. Uh, but Ben McDonald, arguably the best pitcher in LSU history, uh, Paul Skeens is making an argument for it. I mean, all right, one got, more thing, and then we'll close the book on LSU. One player yeah. that I have been impressed on this season is K. Beloso. He's been a guy that, you know, he's in his fifth year, and he had a hell of a weekend. I mean, I know that Jared mm-hmm. Jones, he's going to be a great player, He's but he's a freshman. So in the SEC play, he won experience yeah. over, you know, I know that Jared Jones has a power. We've seen his home runs, but 
seeing K below. So I think that, you know, the, the pitching, not the pitchings, the hitting staff has really worked on his game. So I think that K below. So is going to be your everyday DH uh, going forward. Honestly, if you want to put him out there and left, he's been making some great plays. I think uh, putting below set first would also be a bad idea on days. You know, if maybe a lefty's out there. I did not see that coming in to the season. <laughs> he stayed but, uh, patient. It's, it's working out baseball. for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've been talking about LSU baseball for 15 minutes now. So I guess it's in season, so show. of course we're going to. Yeah. We're, we're a SEC-biased, LSU-biased podcast. Jacob's not on here to, to just tell us to shut up and move on. So you got three LSU grads here who love LSU baseball, so we're going <laughs> to keep it rolling. Um, let's go to the other side. We got March Madness. We'll start with the men's. Uh, Final four is set. San Diego State, five seed, taking on number nine, Florida Atlantic. Uh, and then you got the number five seed, Miami, taking on number four, UConn. Uh, before we break it, get into it, who who are your uh, who are your championship contenders here, Tyler? Who's who's making it to the big dance? Um, who would have thought that this this would be the four teams uh, going into this? So this was the first time in tournament history that all one number one seeds got knocked out uh, until Elite Eight. Uh, I'm sure that we. Didn't have uh, this Final Four in our bracket. Uh, my no, my bracket's busted. Not yeah, we was holding on to a thread with that Kansas State uh, Final oh, Four. Man, it was uh, so close get, to hitting, too. Yeah, they could have uh, get done. And, and then uh, Miami uh, destroyed uh, my Texas uh, dreams of winning a national championship. But I think outside, out of all these four teams, I think that, uh, that UConn take it i just feel like they have just been destroying every team i mean iona was a good team they beat them by 20 and then gonzaga was a team you know with drew timmy they've had some experience and they beat him by been there for third. drew timmy's been there for what like eight years yeah and he has another sure year he... of eligibility somehow That's, so are you serious yeah so he might come back. I don't know. If I was him, I would just get the heck out of here. I just don't think that Gonzaga is ever going to win a national champion the way that it's going. They've just been so close. Uh, but I think in the end, the national champion will be Florida uh, Florida Atlantic versus UConn. But in the end, i got to give it to, to UConn. I'm going to go with Dan Hurley and the boys. Okay. I like it. Wade, who you got? I think UConn takes it as well. But I have them playing San Diego State. Uh, I think San Diego State's defense is just suffocating, and um, I think that Florida Atlantic and the San Diego State game will be very close. And I think it will be lower scoring, which plays into San Diego State's favor. Um, but I really think the UConn and Miami game is going to be the best matchup you'll see in the tournament um, out of the remaining games. I'm really looking forward to that one, but I do think UConn probably has the best remaining talent, and uh, to me, uh, they should be the leader in the clubhouse. I saw a funny tweet, though, about the San Diego State and Florida Atlantic game, and it's like, this kind of has the feeling as if like the curable was a national semifinal <laughs> for the college football playoff, like two mid-major <laughs> programs playing and, you know... For it all, really. Um, hey, yeah. I love this because look at last year's Final Four. It was all four blue bloods, and now we're getting right. some new faces in here. That's what March Madness is all about. Um, I mean, can you call Florida Atlantic a Cinderella team? They're a nine seed. Yeah, I would. Oh, I, I absolutely. Mean, at this point, anybody, all these teams are, really. Yeah. If you're so more my, than a five seed, then you're probably a Cinderella. I mean, Miami, I wouldn't really call them a Cinderella because they won the ACC uh, regular season. I mean – 
no one was really giving anybody a San Diego State chance, especially with Alabama being their bracket. But they got their yeah. job done. Uh, like Wade said, their defense was very suffocating in that game. Uh, but yeah, it's a tournament. So I think that this is going to be a wild finish. So my national championship matchup, I'm going Florida Atlantic, the nine seed, the Cinderella team, taking on my boys in the U. The first year I don't make a bracket. <laughs> the first year I don't make a bracket with Miami winning it at all. What do they do? They make it to the final four. So Miami, you're welcome. The curse has been broken. I didn't pick you this year. I picked you the past like four years to make a deep run. But you always let me down. So I think I can take some credit for this one. Um, I'll give it to you. The one one thing I want to mention, comeback story of, of just March Madness as a whole. Um, Keontae Johnson from Florida collapses on the court, few, I think, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. Um, you know, was told he'll probably never play basketball again. Didn't take that for an answer. Went back out there, battled it out. He's on K-State, and, I mean, he was one of their best players. He's the one that caught the little fake alley-oop trick play. The the uh, I can't – what is the uh, point guard's name? Um, his Twitter handle is Mr. At New Noel. York City. Yeah, no, uh, seven guy. Yeah, uh, hard over height is what what his bio reads. That's true. Just like Nate Robinson, throwback to him. Read his book back in uh, like middle school. Um, he crosses half court. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. I was breaking it down for Wade before the show since he was in like Cuba at this point. Uh, <laughs> didn't get to get didn't get the Elite Eight games. Um, Throws throws a lob from half court, uh, but he distracted the defense by arguing with the coach. He says it was a real argument. He was trying to call a play. Coach was trying to call another. People are saying it was staged. Either way, got the defense like distracted for a second. They stand up. Keontae Johnson down the baseline, up and over. Boom, throws it down. That might have been the Sweet Sixteen game. I don't. Yeah, that, that was against that? Uh, Michigan State. That over. Yeah, that game won them the game. Ninety eight, ninety three. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much are forced overtime. But whatever it was, a big play. It was uh, an overtime. Probably, it was a minute left. That was pretty uh, much I was following the push notifications for that one because I had Kansas State. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that was that was a wild one for sure. My other favorite one, um, I think it was UConn that hit the buzzard beater from like half court to, uh, to tie the game and go to overtime. Um, I don't remember. Uh, it was it was a couple days ago, but they the dude inbounds the pass. Uh, the guard crosses half court, and then he just turns around. And it's like a flea flicker, hands it to him. Drano, um, tie the game, go to overtime. So uh, March Madness has not disappointed. Tyler, one of your favorite March Madnesses in recent history? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we saw. I didn't think uh, we didn't see any five over twelve upsets, uh, which is bizarre. Uh, but they're all yeah, Fairly Dickinson uh, treated us uh, to a 16 uh, over one seed. Uh, we saw Furman uh, with uh, one of the early upsets. That was a, a wild game. Uh, we saw all one seeds go out. Uh, you know, we saw Purdue uh, get eliminated in round uh, one. We saw wow. Alabama get eliminated uh, before the lead. Eight. I don't think anybody had that in their bracket. I think everybody had Alabama at least in the final four. Everybody's like, oh, Alabama gets a cakewalk? Shoot, they don't have to face Arizona anymore because Princeton is a Cinderella story. I mean, San Diego State, they didn't have no offense, uh, but better yet, Alabama yeah, got you know, It's a little bit of karma, honestly, for what happened to them. Uh, so uh, 
And then we saw uh, Houston uh, get beat by Miami, and then we, we saw Kansas get upset by Arkansas. So, yeah, this is probably one of the more wild tournaments that we have ever seen. And we probably should have saw it come. That's, you know, the regular season we saw a lot of upsets. You know, there's a, you know, a graphic that all those guys on CBS did with, like, the teams to win, the, like, the criteria. Like, none of these teams mm-hmm. that are in the Final Four are in that. So <laughs> That's what I'm, makes it great. Yeah, that's what makes this tournament so great, and I think that's... Actually, uh, there is a disclaimer to that. If what? UConn wins, the streak of all those criteria lives on. So oh, really? all the craziness <laughs> could boil down to the method. <laughs> Come on, Miami. You got this. Um, I will say I love Princeton now, of course, touchdown in Louisiana, betting state, using our belly-up DraftKings code, uh, get some free bets. You know what? We're waiting for the rehearsal dinner to start. Oh, snap. Princeton's down by two. Let's hammer them at plus 600 <laughs> with two minutes left. Why not? Boom. Money. Fastest money I've ever made in my life. Let's go Princeton. T- uh, what are they? The Princeton Tigers? They yeah, the Princeton Tigers. The Princeton Princes sounds better. But um, Let's get on over to the women's March Madness. Opposite of what the, uh, what the men's is, it's a one seed versus a two seed, and a three seed versus either a one or a two seed, uh, depending on who wins. For a little bit of parity like there, though. State. UConn's out. Yeah. Yep. That's the first time in like twenty six seasons or something that that they didn't make it to um, the final four. That's probably a made up stat. I heard that somewhere. Uh, but we got Iowa taking on uh, uh, South Carolina. Wade's Wade's Cox. So. Who do we, you got South Carolina get getting done or, or what's what's your thoughts, Tyler? Um, well, right now uh, Virginia Tech's leading uh, Ohio State fifty eight to fifty three. Uh, but to be honest with you, I think that the only team uh, I think that Iowa is going to give South Carolina some trouble because they got some shooters on that team. If South Carolina can't guard Caitlin Clark, then that's going to be a long day for them. I think that Iowa put up sixty. I, mean, I think that I'll yeah. Wait. I think that I will be able to score. I just don't know how good their defense is going to be, especially with the bigs that South Carolina has down low, especially with Cordoso. She's like freaking seven foot tall. And then you have Aaliyah Boston, uh, uh, one of the best players to ever come uh, through that program. So it's going to be tough for them, uh, but I wouldn't pass, uh, put it, you know, wouldn't overlook Iowa. They're, they feel like a team of destiny. Uh, right now and they if they can hit their threes and get it at least like a 40 to 45 percent from threes then I think this team can beat it but in the end I think that South Carolina is going to make it to the final yeah I've got I'm agreeing with you on that one I want to see as an LSU fan obviously we got to take care of Virginia Tech or Ohio State first we got to play better offense than we did last night because good lord that was atrocious <laughs> I mean Kim Mulkey told you to turn the TV off at the end of the third quarter she was like if I was watching this game and I walked up and saw that score I'd flip to the next channel I'd be watching TLC and I was like I mean goodness <laughs> I yes might as well turn it off uh, but I'm glad That's what I the guys at the office were saying this morning. They're like, we're trying to be supportive, yeah. but this we just can't watch this. It's it was 10 to 10 at the end of the first quarter, Wade. 10 to 10. And they they had the, the three point stat at half or when the, the first three pointer was made in the fourth quarter, they were like one for 28. 
and three-point attempts between the two teams. Hey, it was, LSU, it was it, terrible. It, it, when it mattered, Kateri pulled with a three to get us up yes, uh, 16. It was pretty much the seal of the deal because Miami's offense was pretty bad. Yeah, Cavender Twins, not as good as advertised. They're there on their, their NIL money, that's for sure, bring publicity to it. Um, I mean, one of them's a starter. I th- The two of them had combined two points for the whole game. Um, they just couldn't get it done. Uh, and then what I don't understand is, like Tyler said, we were up by 16 with 50 seconds left. We got fouled like four times in the last 50 seconds. And I was like, come on, girls. They, you're not going to have score 16 points. You scored, didn't even score 16 points in the first quarter. What makes you think you're going to score 16 <laughs> points in the last 50 seconds? Just let it play out. But we got the win. And Tyler, what was that score on the Virginia Tech-Ohio State? Uh, 58-53 right now with the Hokies up. Uh, it's still uh, in the third quarter, so we're probably not going to get the final score by the time we wrap this up, uh, but we'll see. And Virginia yeah, so. Tech is a one seed? Yeah, Virginia Tech is a one seed. Ohio State is a three seed. Last year, we LSU played Ohio State. Ohio State ran us over, so honestly, that could be a little revenge factor. So I think that LSU is set up. I'm not saying that they're not good teams, but to not be on South Carolina's side and play them in the Final Four, you'd rather have that. Yeah, you'd yeah. rather take it to the championship. Anything can happen in the championship. Yeah. Wait, if LSU and South Carolina play in the championship, who are you rooting for? <laughs> LSU because it's my – Alma mater and would be the underdog, but um, South Carolina is the far more complete team at this point, and I, I do I think that it's gonna be tough. Like yeah. the you star power Angel Reese or or Caitlin Clark could potentially lead to an upset, but their supporting cast is gonna have to step it up because South Carolina has, you know, what we're used to seeing on the men's side with like you know a complete starting five not just one player tall trees in the middle yeah yeah really <laughs> um it's it's yeah it's a uh, south carolina's got got some giants out there but it um, took years know. for her to get there so you know kim mulkey to yeah. get here in year one this is um, only year two even, or yeah year two and even um ohio state and virginia tech i mean those aren't typical programs that you see here so you know it's good to see um the sport evolving a little bit yeah um you mentioned the supporting staff alexis morris had a really good game last night for lsu so if she can carry that over uh friday and and possibly i think the championship's on sunday maybe monday yeah it's on sunday Um, the men's is on monday yeah so um we'll hopefully be able to to get it done i want the revenge tour i want another crack at south carolina uh, Got to get past Ohio State and Virginia Tech first, obviously, both good teams. Uh, but I think I think uh, I like our chances. Uh, LSU released some pretty sweet uh, women's Final Four gear over on Fanatics. And you can use our link. You go to fanatics.93n6tx.net slash sportscramble. You can get your hands on some of that gear. Um, use whichever promo code they have for the day on Sundays. It's usually free shipping. Uh, Monday through Thursday, it's like 65% off. Um, you know the deal, how to get all the, the good stuff. Um, but head on over there for your final four matchups, for your men's, your women's, your college baseball, everything you need. Use our link. Help the podcast out. Uh, LSU wins it all. I'm going over Fanatics, and I'm getting me some final, some women's basketball. You're darn right. With that. <laughs> so, um, but head on over. Like I said, fanatics.com. 
93NCTX.net slash sports scramble. Um, help us out, get your team's gear. So, something we haven't talked about in a while the NFL. Off seasons, moves being made. Biggest move, uh, Aaron Rodgers says he wants to be a Jets. The Jets are signing everyone he's had on his list, uh, minus Odell Beckham. They have that's in the works. Um, but still no official announcement that Aaron Rodgers is a Jet. What do you think's holding it up, guys? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as either as that or the Jets time. can't meet whatever the Packers are, are wanting. I mean, what I'm do you sure think that it had, it's going to take probably at least a first-round draft pick at the very least, and it's got to be this year. I feel like if they if they want to make that push. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers uh, a couple of weeks ago already said that he wants like a quota, like if he wants to be a New York Jet, like he wants to sign, you know, Alan Lazar, that's a check, you know, the, the, the future Hall of Famer, you know, right? right but yep. uh, he also wants to sign Odell Beckham Jr., which I don't know if OBJ wants to play for another uh, New York team. That's probably not what he wants to do. And I'm sure that, you know, they would probably get Randall Cobb, who's like 40 at this rate, to go catch some passes uh, to Aaron Rodgers. They're just going to ship all the Packers wide receivers over to New York. So I think it's a mixture of Aaron Rodgers holding it up that you – can't really figure out what this man is doing and maybe he's you know wanting to go back to his darkness retreat or something or the jets just can't really meet the quota of what the packers want yeah i think that's probably what's what's happening elijah moore got sent off didn't he um just yeah. pretty much number one guy and all of a sudden they're signing the packers entire wide receiver core and he's like well, what about me come on aaron and they were like i'll see you later where did they trade him to uh the browns right um, I think, yeah, it was the Browns. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson's got some help there. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, the Jets coach, Robert Saley, is is pretty confident that they're going to sign him. Uh, we'll see what happens. It's Aaron Rodgers' world, and we're just all living in it. Got to wait for Pat McAfee to announce it. Um, and then you got – so Lamar Jackson tweets out today that he officially requested trade from the Ravens at the beginning of March. Don't know why it took 24 days to get out. City requested it on March third. Um, come on, Adam Schefter and uh, Rappaport, you got to you got to do do better better at your jobs. Uh, but I heard an interesting tidbit on uh, hip hop Sirius XM radio today on my way to the gym. Apparently, Meek Mill has told Robert Kraft. I don't know why Meek Mill and Robert Kraft are talking. Um, Meek Mill has told Kraft that Lamar wants to play for the Patriots. Uh, but Robert Kraft says it's Bill Belichick's decision to sign him. <laughs> That's an underrated destination. I don't think they're going to pay him what he wants, considering they got Mac Jones over there um, and Zappy. Zappy. Uh, I don't know. This is you got rumors coming out of some random dude negotiating with NFL teams on Lamar Jackson's behalf when Lamar Jackson has no idea it's going on. So that's that's happening. Uh, but I still can't get past that Meek Mill and Robert Kraft are just chopping it up on free agency. I mean, Meek Mill's an Eagles fan. Like, what's, what's he doing? Robert Kraft will get him out of jail, though. Did he? Yeah. I think I remember seeing something where – No, he... it was the 76ers owner. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, whoever it is. So, yeah, they sent a helicopter to get him out of jail so he can hit the, the Liberty Bell. 
which is pretty <laughs> fitting for for how that happened. Um, what do you think? You think Tyler? You think Lamar makes it to the Patriots? I I just don't think so. I I don't really know. I feel like if Lamar wants to get traded, it has to be to a contender in the Patriots. To me, I mean, they have their defense has been shaky. Their offense now, like your your leading rusher, they don't have Damian Harris anymore. He signed with the Bills, so it's now going to be Ramondre Stevenson show, which. I'm sure a lot of fantasy owners are like, thank God we can yeah, finally really. draft Ramondre Stevenson as, yep, you <laughs> as your RB1. But, I mean, the receivers, so you, I mean, they got rid of Jacoby Myers just now, so who else is going to be their receiver? I mean, Juju Smith is their wide receiver number one now, so we'll see. Nelson but, Aguilar still out there? Yeah, Nelson <laughs> Aguilar, they're just bringing back people from the dead at this rate. Uh, but I just don't see Ravens. Oh, is it? Didn't uh, the Ravens sign uh, Jarvis Landry too? I thought I saw that. Uh, he's I don't no think Jarvis has signed anywhere yet. No, they signed uh, Aguilar, and then um, that's pretty much all they did. They let go one of their tight ends. So, hmm. well, I we'll think see. Lamar has got to go to Atlanta. I think that's a great fit. I think Atlanta could immediately speed this rebuild up by two years if they do that. Um, because then they reassert dominance over the over the NFC South and overtake the Saints for best potential team, I think. Um, which in the NFL, I mean, if you win your division, you go to the playoffs, right? And you have a guaranteed well, you used to have a guaranteed first round buy, but um, that's the quickest way to success is just winning your division. So the NFC South is down right now, I think they should do it. But if he doesn't go there, a team to really, I think a sleeper team is the Minnesota Vikings. Mm. I mean, it's pretty obvious they want to move on from Kirk Cousins after the season. What's stopping them from doing it going into the season? I mean, this team's built to win now. Aaron Rodgers just left or is going to leave. That would be scary. Lamar Uh, and Jake Jettis, that'd be his first wide receiver he ever had. I think that's an interesting thing because – Baltimore is not going away. I mean, they still have a good roster. What if you ship Kirk Cousins for a year over to Baltimore with a first-round pick? Kind of gives them a bridge situation. So, could happen. Yeah. I mean, you got Lamar, Dalvin Cook in the backfield, Jettas, Thielen signed somewhere else. He's Um, on Carolina. Yeah, the Panthers. Yeah, they got a good defense. I mean – Lamar could look good to purple and gold. He didn't look good when he played LSU back in college, but uh, that's an interesting take there, Wade. That, that's a TikTok tape. Lamar to the Vikings. We'll write that Lamar one down. to the Vikings. Fun. All right. Um, It'll probably be some money-hungry team like the Raiders or the Colts or something. But <laughs> well, the Raiders got Jimmy G and uh, might have to mark this I feel one like those teams team. already set, though, on their rookie QB that those teams are already out of the race. What about this, though? Here's a hypothetical. If you're Carolina and Baltimore offers it, would you trade straight up the number one pick for Lamar Jackson? Either side, would you take that deal? I would. Definitely. Because you're either taking a chance on, like, C.J. Stroud, who knows what he's going to be, or you got Lamar, who's a proven – Ohio State quarterbacks haven't proven to be worthy in the NFL. Is it enough compensation, though, for the Ravens? Number one, probably pick. not. Yeah, you got a you got a quarterback. 
They would probably need like five first round picks or something. But if you I go, if you trade with the Vikings for a first round pick, you're getting like the 25th pick. Yeah, I mean, I mean gives you a chance to get your replacement right then and there. That's yeah. true. You could just draft. They could just draft C.J. Stroud, and they would probably be either even or better, depending on how Stroud does. But, I mean, you give them the number one pick and like throw in like a, a third round pick and then like a player. Um, now I don't know who they they shipped half of them away for the first round pick. DJ um, Moore would have been the player, but he gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's a. We should run the NFL. I don't think that's like <laughs> gonna be a. I don't think that would happen. But yeah, keep an eye on the Vikings. They have their first round pick. They have Kirk Cousins. They can move on yep. from. I think that. They would want to attack. The Ravens would want to trade him to the NFC as it is. Um, yeah, they don't want to deal with him. So keep an eye on that. Yeah, so uh, the point I was going <laughs> to bring up, Jimmy G, you mentioned Las Vegas. I saw a headline. Jimmy G uh, was offered, we'll call it free membership to the local brothel for the rest of his life in Las Vegas <laughs> as an legal deal. So... Uh, you know, he, he has a history with uh, his love life, so we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. But interesting, interesting sponsorship deal there for Jimmy G in Las Vegas. Okay, let's kick it to some baseball. We got MLB opening day on Thursday. <laughs> Tyler, you and Wade are baseball guys. Um, I just like to watch the Chicago White Sox because I found the hat in the parking lot one day sitting in of my truck. Uh, you should bandwagon on the Rangers before it's too late. I am closer to the Rangers now than I am to the Astros, so I don't know. But it's true. Go uh, get some Rangers game. Yeah, give me a, game yeah, give me a Josh Spurs Smith go. jersey, you know? Josh uh, Smith lost his job. <laughs> he, what? Well, he, like, yeah. broke his neck last season. Well, they're uh, going to make him a left fielder, so he can potentially win that. But Texas's number one prospect is a – well, their top two prospects are third baseman. So, sorry, Josh. Yep. Damn. Uh, you got uh, also the Yankees got their the best thing since Derek Jeter starting this week. Uh, starting at shortstop first, like number one overall prospect, Sam Jeter is supposed to be the second coming. So we'll see how that pans out for him. Uh, let's get into some division winner picks. Tyler, I'll let you take it first. Yeah, all right. Well, wait. We're gonna start with the AL Central. So for our fans uh, and listeners, I'm gonna go ahead and name the teams in the division, just in case if you know you, you need a little refresher. So you got the White Sox, <laughs> yeah. the Guardians. What? Me? Yeah, I need a refresher. I know nothing about baseball. <laughs> I played it for 18 so years. You got the White Sox. The major leagues. So you got the White Sox, you got the Guardians, you got the Tigers, Royals, uh, and the Twins. To be honest with you, the AL Central is always a tough one. I think that you had the Guardians uh, take this division last year, which I don't think that anybody had winning the division. And I'm going to have them winning it again. I think that the Guardians, you know, the White Sox have had, you know, their manager concerns. I'm just not really a fan of him. Uh, I think that the Twins have been a couple of players away from getting it, but I'm going to go with the Cleveland Guardians. I think they go back-to-back when they L Central. Go I'm going to go Sox, White baby. Sox. There we no. go. Hey, that's smart man. Smart You're man. a bandwagon right. along with Chet. <laughs> no, no hey. bandwagon, but they did replace their manager, who I do think was holding them back. They got a, a new, uh, younger coach. I think 
he'll get the talent out of those guys. But they did lose Jose Abreu, and I think he was kind of the glue of yep. the team. So that does concern me. Uh, I do like what the Guardians have pitching wise, but That's I think this I division nobody gets the ninety all... wins in this division. <laughs> yeah, if it gets to eighty five. Yeah, it's gonna all be right, like three or four ninety one teams. All right, next. So we got the AL East. You got the Rays, Blue Jays, Yankees, Orioles, and Red Sox. And the AL East is always loaded. Uh, I think that a lot of people are going to pick the Yankees, obviously, because of their star power. The Rays, though, a little bit inconsistent. But you know what? Going to do it. Toronto is going to win this division, baby. Vladdy Guerrero Jr., Kevin Gossman. They've been close. Give me Toronto. Hmm. I'm going to go Tampa Bay. Hmm. I I'm think going it's bounce close. back year, bounce back year. The Red Sox, me and Futch riding on that Red <laughs> Sox last. train, baby. What about the Orioles, man? I thought you were nah, gonna go the Red Orioles. Sox. Let's Orioles go. might make the playoffs. Uh, that's gonna be actually the Rays might kind of fall off this year. I'll I'll join you on the Jays because I think the Orioles could overtake the Rays. I think the the Red Sox. I hate to do this to you, Jacob. They're probably the likely out of these teams to hey, be last. <laughs> you keep doubting them, Tyler. You keep doubting them. Just they don't have any pitching. Well, they'll figure it out. I got faith. <laughs> they did sign Justin Turner though, but they also lost, you know, their best shortstop that they had in a couple of years. Well, all right. Hit us with the next one. All right, next one. I'm sure that you're familiar with this division since you're, you know, an Astros fan. Uh, AL West, you got the Mariners, you got the Astros, Rangers, Angels, Athletics. I think we all know who's going to come in last, the A's. They're going to be a dumpster fire again this season. The Angels, Shoei Otani and all that, but they're probably going to finish four for 30 in and let us down. The Rangers, though, could be a sneaky pick again. They did uh, add uh, Nathan Navaldi and also Jacob deGrom. But in the end, this is Astros. Astros run this uh, AL West. I think that the Mariners could have a chance, but they're still a couple of pitchers away from really being dominant. They do have the star power, especially with Julio Rodriguez. But Houston Astros, I know that they lost uh, Justin Verlander. I know that they lost Yuli Gurriel. But they still got who's the old daddy, Jordan Alvarez in the lineup. So I got to go with this Astros. Baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sticking on the Astros train just because I moved closer to Dallas. Still rolling with the Strohs, baby. All right, make it a three-peat uh, for the yes. Strohs. But Seattle will be on their tail. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. And we saw that. All game. right. So we did. And it was a complete yeah, blowout. Yeah, Astros blew them out. <laughs> Choo-choo. All right, Tyler. It wasn't even close. All right, we got the AL done. Now we'll go on to the NL, and we'll start off with the lovely NL Central. We got the Cubs. We got the Pirates. We already know who's probably going to finish last. It's going to be the Pirates. They probably nah, man. They're going to pick Derek. Oh, I guess they get. <laughs> they're going to pick Dylan Cruz, and they're going to be continuing. yeah. And they're going to promote the him by September. <laughs> <laughs> they got the yeah. They're going to put him on posters throughout their whole entire city. They got they're the Reds, Cardinals, and Brewers. Cubs got better, obviously, with Swanson uh, and Cody Bellinger uh, signing, but I think that there's still a couple of players away. So the Pirates and Reds are probably going to be the, the bottom feeders of the, this division. I think it's going to be a two-headed race with the Cardinals and the Brewers. But I'm going to go with the Cardinals again. I think that Brewers, you just know, their offense, just I just can't really get behind their offense. They have one of the best pitching rotations in all the league, but they're – I feel like every time that it gets down to the season and in the postseason, their offense just fizzles out. So give me the Cardinals. 
Okay. I agree with you okay. there. Cardinals should take this one. They're the most balanced team. They got Jordan Walker coming up. He could be the next yep. star. Um, as if that team needs any more young talent. So uh pretty they're setting up for a dynasty run, in my opinion, because the Cubs hit reset and um Cincinnati and Pittsburgh don't really know what they're and doing. They got their catcher, <laughs> they got uh Contreras as well. So not too yeah. much of a, a downfall from there. the retirement of Yachty. Yeah, I think so. they upgraded there. And uh both Contreras brothers are now in the central because of a interesting trade by the Braves. So I think that does bode well for Milwaukee, but I I think uh St. Louis gets it done. So I want to pick the Reds. Okay, just because <laughs> we had our boy Logan Tanner on. He's in the Reds. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's, I got to show some loyalty. Years. Yeah, I got to right. show some loyalty. But yeah. he's not on the Reds yet. So um, I'm going to be different. I'm going Brewers. Let's go okay. Milwaukee. Biloxi Shuckers repping. That's right. They did just call up their top prospect that was an LSU commit and spurned dude for the money, but here he is. He screwed up. He could have been on a national championship winning team. So well, he's gonna be and making seven hundred thousand dollars this year. He could have made seven hundred thousand dollars in NIL money. Yeah, uh, NIL is right there around the corner. On. Pause real quick. LSU makes it to Omaha. Y'all want to go? We're gonna make it happen. Shoot, might be it's the always year. been a bucket list for me, but if the funds chance. are there, then sure. We got to figure it out. All right, continue, Tyler. All right, we'll go on now to the East. Uh, this is a division that Wade and myself are familiar of because the Braves, Braves have completely owned this division for the past five years. I know that we not, got knocked out by the Phillies, but they didn't win the World Series, so it doesn't matter. All right, Phillies, Nationals, Marlins, Braves, and the Mets. Mets got a tough blow in the World Baseball Classic. They lost Edwin Diaz. Uh, didn't Their season didn't even start, and I feel like the Mets are already metting. Uh, but I think that the Mets, uh, they do have a powerful lineup. They did lose uh, one of their top uh, pitchers and uh, Jacob DeGrom. They're going to have to find uh, – they're going to have to puzzle piece, uh, you know, who's going to be their closer now with Edwin Diaz on the shelf. I think that the Phillies, they definitely added some star power. They got Tywan Walker. They got a couple of key pitchers as well. I think that their pitching rotation is going to be one of the most dominant in baseball. They shine. Uh, they got Trey Turner. Trey Turner balled out in, in the WBC. If he can continue doing that, then the Phillies are going to be another contention. We already know the Nationals are going to be. They've been in Tank City since like the since they won the World Series at this rate. The Marlins, they're a couple of pieces away. I think that they definitely have a young core. I think it's going to take some time. Uh, the Braves, uh, they made a couple of interesting moves. They lost Ainsby Swanson, like you mentioned, Wade. Uh, they lost uh, William Contreras. Uh, but they did get uh, Sean Murphy. Um, as much as I want to pick the Braves, I just feel like uh, they're just something brewing about this Phillies team. I think that the Phillies, it's hard to win this division six years in a row. I think that they're going to get a new face, uh, given the Philadelphia Phillies uh, winning this division. Yeah, I agree with the Phillies as well. I thought you might go Mets, um, but no. I'm going to stick stick with my pick in the Phillies. I think that uh, they got very close to winning it all just a year ago, and they added the necessary pieces. Uh, the best free agent signing yeah. out there was Trey Turner. They yeah, went and got really. him. And then uh, Taiwan Walker and Aaron Nola and um, Zach Wheeler. I mean, that's a very good – 
That's pitching scary. trio right there. Uh, kind of duels the Mets, what they have and what the Braves had in Freed and, and Strider. So lots of good talent in this division. Um, I think there's potential for the top three teams to make the playoffs. Uh, but I, I think it'll go Phillies, Braves, and Mets, but I think it'll all be within like three or four games. I want to take the Braves, but your boys traded away. My boy, Dansby Swanson. So I'm going Phillies. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't go to the Cubs. Didn't pick the Cubs to win the division because of that. We can't I publish this it. episode to uh, anywhere where our old uh, Philly fanatics can see it. So we can't. What? Uh, we picked the Phillies. What's wrong with that? Because <laughs> we gave them a lot of crap last year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, I'll go with the Phillies. All right, Ty. What's the last one? All right, last one. We got the NOS. You got the Padres, who are absolutely going to be loaded this year uh, with talent. You got the Giants, Rockies, Dodgers, uh, and Diamondbacks. It's been the Dodgers division. But I got to go with the talent of the Padres. I know that the Dodgers, uh, I think that Trey Turner, losing Trey Turner and, Just, and Justin Turner, you know, the two Turner boys, and you losing Cody Bellinger. They lost a little bit of firepower in that offense. You still got Freddie Freeman. You still got Mookie Betts. You still got a, a really solid uh, pitching staff uh, with Kershaw, Julio Urias as well. But the Padres are absolutely loaded, and they're getting Tatis Jr. back. So I'm going to go with the Padres. Is he able to play? Is he allowed yeah. to play? He's been in spring training, so that's my He's allowed to play on April 21st. Okay, so he misses like what, two he weeks? He misses the first three weeks. Yeah, it's not going to be that. Posh. It's 180. They've got other star power around him, so they're yeah. fine. But see, that's, what, that's why baseball season is too long. Like The fact that we just scoffed at you know, one of the best players missing three weeks of the season. Like, if that was football, we would be picking the Dodgers right now. <laughs> Yeah, really. I, I would be yeah. picking the Dodgers. And I'm going to stick with the Dodgers, though. And yeah. I just think that this dynasty is not ready to end quite yet, much like the Houston Astros. They lost some key pieces, and the teams behind them added a lot of pieces. But, um, you know, the Astros and the Braves really have something special going right now, and they just um, – and the Dodgers are in that group with them where – just seems to be their division on lock, and they've got balance on both sides of the ball. They'll be very close. Um, I actually think that these two teams could have the best two records in the NL because of how weak the remainder of that division has gotten with the Diamondbacks in rebuild mode as well as the Rockies. And the Giants kind of are in no man's land. So I think both teams will have 95 wins, but I do think the Dodgers will, will win. I'm going Padres. Tatis, if he play, if he comes back, I mean, who knows what he's going to be at play in like a year. Um, but we'll see. I'm going with the Padres. Early, early World Series winners, Tyler. Oh my god! And give me two. Give me two teams. Off, two off teams. the dome. All right. In the World Series. Shoot, yeah. I don't know. I haven't really looked at the odds, so I don't know who. Doesn't matter. Favorite. Off the dome. Hit okay, it. what do you want? You want like AL, NL? Yes, World Series All right. matchup. All right, Astros, Padres, Padres get it done. Wait, Phillies, Astros, again, again. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm going Astros, Padres. I mean that that makes a lot of sense to me, and I think the Padres beat the Astros. I hate to say it, but it's hard to win. Win them all. So 
Uh, that is going to change, by the way. I'm going to think about this prediction, and I'll get you around. Yeah, you put us on the spot. Honestly, I like that already. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's early, early pick. Early it's early. Pick. It's early. We'll do it again, you know, whenever yes. we get to <laughs> Stay tuned for the uh, – for our, our season coverage, I'm just going to sit here and listen because I know nothing about Major League well, Baseball. Well, I haven't really watched much either, so that was pretty much of what happened last year and what's going to happen this year. Exactly. So, But uh, it'll be a fun season. Uh, let's. I got one more thing for you all before we hit the TMZ segment. And before we get into it, I want to talk about our good friends over at Mahler Bros Golf because we're about to get into some golf talk. We got Augusta coming up. The Valero Tech is open. Match play just ended. Um, and you know what? You need some new golf apparel if you're going to watch the Masters. You can't watch the Masters in your old raggedy clothes. You need something with some pop. You need something with some with some some sheen. You know, you know how it is. Um, so don't wait to try out your new favorite golf apparel. Upgrade your golf apparel with Mahler Bros. You can get 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. That's 15% off at MahlerBros.com with code BELLYUP. Wade was ordering some before the cruise. I don't think it got in in time, so we're still we're still waiting on that to get in, and Wade's gonna, hopefully going to uh, model it for us when it gets into town. <laughs> and he'll be turning heads on the course wherever you wear it. Could have been on a cruise ship if he would have done his homework. Uh, Mahler Bros. Golf. Look good, feel good, feel good, play good. What a slogan. My favorite slogan from all our sponsors. Let's get into a little recap. Sam Burns wins the World Golf Championship Del Taco. Del Taco. Can't talk. The Del Taco. The Del Taco match play. The Del Technologies match play. Goodness gracious. We know it's on chest mine. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I'm very hungry. I could go for a taco right now. Honestly, they should have um, just named the real taco. That would be that would be way better sponsoring. He beats he beats Cameron Young uh, in the championship, like six and five. Uh, rewind though, he was beating Scotty Scheffler in the semifinal three up. Scotty battled back to where Scotty was three up, and then Sam comes running back. LSU boy got that tiger in him, not that dog, but that tiger. Um, Ends up forcing a playoff with Scotty. They go like four holes. Um, Sam Burns gets it done over his his longtime pal, Scotty Scheffler. And on the other side of the bracket, Cameron Young uh, beats Rory McIlroy in playoffs as well. Um, Rory ended up beating Scotty in the consolation match. Um, but Sam Burns was just roaring. Perfect time. No pun intended for the Tiger. Um, with Augusta coming up in two weeks. Next week, we've got the Valero Texas Open. So real quick. Looking at the leaderboard here, uh, a lot of guys are taking the week off to go play, obviously, Augusta. That's what's in everybody's mind, first major of the year. Next week's show, we'll really spend some time breaking down some picks, a little Masters uh, uh, recap or, I guess, preview. Um, I mean, Masters Sunday at Augusta on Easter Sunday. I mean, what a, what a time. Obviously, I put a bet on Tiger Woods to win. We'll see. Uh, I told y'all to stop me. Nobody stopped me. I got a problem. I can't. I didn't even, to do. I didn't even know you did it. Yeah, we had a lot going on, but you were in a betting rampage. Oh, yes. Hey, you I was down in a corner and just put place. It's all okay. Your bets. I was up three hundred and seventy-five dollars on the weekend. I'll take it. I mean, I was throwing. I was throwing bets everywhere because he had it, pr- promo bets to throw on things. Ex- 
exactly. So it worked out. It worked out for me. But this weekend, I'm looking at the the odds for the Valero Texas Open. Not a lot of big names. Uh, but one that pops out at me at plus 4,100 is Ben Griffin. Dude's a TikTok star. He's been on my radar. He was like top five at the players on Sunday. Fell apart, but um, maybe he'll come out here. Uh, I don't want to say a weak field because he's still got like Terrell Hatton, Ricky Fowler, Siwoo Kim, Hideki Matsuyamu. You know, a lot of, a lot of good guys there at the top. But who knows? Um, that's that's a little bit of a long shot. But after that, we got the the granddaddy of them all, the pinnacle of golf, the Masters week. Um, I'm excited for it. I've got some bets out there. We got Scotty Scheffler to repeat, Max Homa to get it done. Um, so we'll see what happens. You know, stay tuned in for next week when we give our little Masters Masters preview. We got the guy who's been to Augusta himself. Probably doesn't even remember it because it was so long ago. But hopefully <laughs> we can get some. T- yeah, hopefully we can get some tickets out there. I played um, it virtually. Yes, we play it virtually all the time. So maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, other golf news, Mike Trout and Tiger Woods are teaming up to build a new private golf club in New Jersey. Um, Mike Trout owned Tiger Woods Design. So that should be interesting. That should, that should be uh, some, something cool. Um, a lot of guys are in the Tiger Woods Virtual Golf League that's that's going on next year. Uh, for the segment that you've all been waiting for, the TMZ segment of the week blah, is actually not a TMZ segment. I found this on my own. Uh, surfing Twitter, surfing the interwebs. Because the Team Z segments, man, they were all depressing this week. Not a lot of good stuff. <laughs> um, I almost did Aaron Hernandez's brother was arrested because he threw a brick through ESPN headquarters um, saying <laughs> that you're, you're false journalism. You need to build it up brick by brick. I was like, okay, a metaphor here. Um, as he hums a brick through the window. So that was interesting. Uh, but mine is... Angel Reese has become a fast star at LSU. Uh, she's rumored to be dating NBA Youngboy. Um, she's neither confirmed nor to die it, but in NBA Youngboy's most recent song, he says he's got a little baddie down in Baton Rouge. Uh, could be Angel. He's got could like be... 25 of them. <laughs> yeah. Could be another one. one. He's got like 12 kids. Uh, but people have been trying to slide into Angel Reese's DMs on Twitter. But here's the issue. Oh, I saw this. <laughs> Guess what Angel Reese's mom's name is? She's Amber Reese Jr. <laughs> it's also Angel Reese on Twitter. Uh, so her mom has been getting DMs from a lot of thirsty guys out there. <laughs> um, and so she sent out a tweet. Uh, Fellas, before you DM me asking me out on a date, make sure you check who you're DMing because <laughs> I am not my daughter. And all the, oh, everybody man. in the comments was like, oh, come on, they're coming after you. And she said, no, when they start the DM with buy you baddie, I know they ain't coming after me. So <laughs> um, that's all I got for you for the TMZ segment of the week. Make sure you check your, who you're DMing before you slide into them. You might accidentally message somebody's mom. Um, so appreciate everybody listening in. Uh, like always, we got Wade Tyler here, and hopefully we have Jacob maybe for our Masters preview show. Um, it's been a pleasure. We need him. Uh, I know. <laughs> He's Mr. Golf well, Man. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Help us out trying to get that YouTube growing. Follow us on TikTok, Sports Scramble Podcast, Twitter, at Sports Scramble 4. Uh, we're everywhere. I mean, you can find us on Google, Amazon, uh, Stitcher, whatever that is, iHeartRadio. Oh, 
I've got it on everything. Okay. So we're Spotify, Apple. If you're listening, do us a favor, leave us a review. We really appreciate it. I was reading through them this weekend, made my heart smile. So uh, <laughs> thanks again, guys, for joining me tonight. And uh, y'all have a good week.